Does the world have expectations that you can't meet or you refuse to meet? Welcome to The Not Guide. I'm your host, Alex Berg. I started this podcast because after college, I didn't see a lot of people being open about making mistakes or fucking up after. So I felt isolated and a loser because I felt like that. And I'm done feeling that way. So I'm going to tell you how it is while doing it the most terrifying method possible for me. Being vulnerable. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's get real. Hi! This is going to be the last of the three installments with Diane Miko. It's my favorite part, to be honest. And we're going to start from the get-go. And we're going to be talking about working at home. And you have to have a separate area, would you say, to you just do. work? Yeah. So like, you know, you hear this when you're in school too. When mm-hmm. you're in school, people tell you like, you know, have a place where you study and have a place where you sleep. Like don't study in bed because then you're going to want to like, you're going to want to sleep there because it's where you sleep. Right. And like, same thing when you work from home, like don't, don't work on the couch because you know what's going to happen like you're going to watch tv like the kitchens like right to your left you're going to get snacks mm-hmm. every two minutes like you're never going to finish your work day you have to have a workspace yeah um and i think that's important too for like anybody who's freelancing and like what like if you're into journalism or if you're a graphic yeah. designer or whatever like make sure you have a real workspace because it seriously will help you get work done um, and it doesn't have to be, by the way, a desk in your home. It can be the cafe for some people that know, works. And then other people, it's not the best. And then you just want to, what is it called? Surf the web and look at the cute guy at the cafe instead. Yeah, I can't, I can't really get work. I can get work done in a cafe if it's like empty, but I can't work in like a hustling cafe because I'm just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. It's, it's a lot um to pay attention to but um the like another so like we're you know we're talking post-graduation now mm-hmm. there's I think there's a lot of things that you've realized post-graduation about your education right um like for one you want to be as precise as you can yeah. and as detail-oriented as you can be mm-hmm. but like nobody's ever going to expect your work to be as perfect as they expect your work to be when you're in school like when, like in our program, for instance, every single thing that we did, it was like 3000 revisions going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And in the real world, like that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's a serious problem if that happens, like you don't want that to be the case. Um, so like, just be prepared that like, be the best you can, obviously, but like, seriously, like don't sweat it. Which is important to know. Yeah. Here's like another, like uh, almost on the same topic. Yeah. Like it's almost a joke how much in school deadlines are a thing. Explain. So like in school, you're constantly told like, if like, if this was the real world, like you would get fired. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? Like, you don't have it today. Like Mm -hmm. whatever. And don't get me wrong. You should obviously always try to be on deadline. But do you know what really happens in the real world? Like 90% of the time we're going to try to get this done next week and like two weeks pass. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, 
sliding in. <laughs> Obviously, like nobody ever really wants that. Why? But it happens all the time on both ends. Like, heck, like, you know, you'll have a client that will be like, cool, you want to get this done. You know, I, I have a client that, um, you know, when we initially talked, we talked last year, mm-hmm. probably around like, let's say the September of last year, I want to say. Yeah. And his goal was to have all of his work done before the new year. Oh, wow. And we're still working today. Like tonight, mm-hmm. actually, I have to send him some things. Um, and that like some of it was me. Don't get me wrong. I occasionally would take like maybe a couple days extra to send him something. Yeah. But also like he would hear my stomach. <laughs> I hope it's not okay. up on the microphone. It's all right. It's whatever. You're human. <laughs> big, big thing to do. <laughs> but he would also take like, you know, sometimes like I think the last up until recently we started talking, it was like months before I heard mm-hmm. back from him. Um, so like obviously like do your best always try to be on deadline but like you'll realize quickly too that in the real world like you'll you run into a lot more flexible deadlines than you did in college Mm -hmm. um so just like just you know i'm just preparing you yeah (laughs) to not get shocked when you are in (laughs) the real world and you're like what the heck like everybody told me i was gonna get fired for my job for like turning in a paper an hour late yep that's not the truth so I guess I had all these questions and it's like so different. Um, this has turned into like a biography of my it life. It has, but it's kind of good. I'm kind of happy with it. Um, how did you, or how do you handle, deal with other people's opinions now? In like what situation? Or In all situations? You, any you feel comfortable sharing? Um, that's like a tough one. Other people's opinions, like when it comes to my work. Sure. When it comes to my work, it's easier. Here's like one thing. When you're in a, when you're in a career that is so subjective, Mm -hmm. Like there are still, there's still technically a correct way and a wrong way to like design something. Right. But even past that, there's still so much that's subjective. Um, When you're in school, it's so hard, I think, because there's a little less purpose to a lot of the things that we design when we're in school. Yeah. Um, Because it's just for fun almost, even though you are getting graded on it and you're obviously learning something from it. But you're also spending, you know, like months on making something and to have somebody come back and tell you like it's wrong or it doesn't look good. Like it kind of breaks you. It does. Um, When you kind of get into the professional field, there is like a fear of like somebody's not going to like this. And that's healthy. But and and it's normal and it's healthy and like you're going to learn from that. and You'll get better. You know, like I've had those conversations with my boss before of like, you know, when I start, for instance, like we have one client that, uh, it's a lot of production work we do for them. And when, when I say production, it means like, maybe I'm not designing, you know, groundbreaking things for them all the time. I'm taking maybe existing stuff and just remaking them in new ways. Yeah. And when I first started doing it, like, you know, I was getting back, you know, so, so many edits and after like maybe a month, like all of a sudden, like there's no more edits on these because I'm just like, you know, I picked it up and I'm kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. But um, in a professional field, I would say it's a little bit easier actually not to take things personally. Yeah. Because um, it's easier to explain why something isn't working and how to fix it versus 
you know, and, and maybe part of it is that when you're in school, like they don't want to answer all the questions for you, right? Like they want you to discover the answers on your own, mm -hmm. but like, you're not as like a student, you're like, I don't get what I'm doing wrong. Instead of saying like, I need to find the answer to what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Well, when you're in the professional world, like people are much more willing to just be like, this is what is not working. What yeah. In yeah. hopes that next time you can just figure it on your own. Mm -hmm. Obviously like, hopefully the situation isn't that like every single time they have to get you on the same thing, but it's more so like I've, I've given you like, you know, the sticks to make the fire and like next time you can make the fire on your own. Does that answer the question? Does that make sense? I will take it. I think, um, I think it answers. Yeah. It. Like basically, yeah. basically, um, like people's opinions are easier to take when you're in a professional setting nice. because I think because it's also less to do with you. Yeah. Like that's what it, that's what it really comes down to. My designs in school, for instance, mm -hmm. were all about me. Yeah. In reality. While like what I'm designing for these clients, it's not about me. It's about the client. Right. hundred percent. You know, and if the client really doesn't like something, like that's their opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can look at it and be like, okay, you know, they really don't like the color green no problem they right. like the color green yeah. but sometimes you know they go i want you know six thousand more words on here and then they go like i know like you really think this would be better on one page but here like i have the knowledge now to tell you why it won't yeah <laughs> um and so opinions are kind of funny after the fact because it's it's no longer just like i like i don't like it's um it's a little bit of i like i don't like and a little bit of Maybe, but like, let me tell you why you're wrong. Did you have doubts about life after college? I still have doubts about life after college. How? I am still constantly like not sure that I'm doing a good enough job. I'm talking about life, not work. Um, in life, that's I still what I'm have talking doubts about. In life too. How? Um. Okay, I, mean, I do want to reference that she is in a house. We are in her house. Um, that she shares so with yeah, her like, fiance. <laughs> so I, so yeah, like to, to like go to life, like, you know, you grad, I graduated college. Yeah. And like just a couple months before I graduated college, I got engaged. Mm -hmm. And so like I graduated college and then I was looking for a house to buy. Yeah. And I was planning my marriage. Yeah. Wedding. My, yeah, my wedding. I was planning my wedding. But, like, those are, like, I think some of, like, I, I combine all at once the, like, three big things that, like, you're expected to do oh. going into adult life, right? Like, right. I was, like, pow, you know, career life's taking off. Pow, marriage life taking off. Pow, first huge investment of your life taking off, like, all at once. Um, yeah. And the and like the doubts like there's still a lot of doubts like like I don't even know like where do you start like like there's some, sometimes there's the doubts of like am I in the right place like especially when you buy a house there's always kind of this doubt of like I'm buying a house like I really wanted a house yeah and I'm really glad I got a house like I know I wanted a house yeah but like there's always like a but like, what if I want to like get up and move somewhere else? Like, you know, that's a big thing. Um, and you know, you kind of have to put it down, like all the pros and cons of like, why would I move? Like, 
could I handle it? Like what's holding you in one place? So for me, for instance, it didn't make sense, at least right now to move. Like, you know, I just got engaged and we're planning a wedding and both of us have families here, but it was a doubt for a little while because there was talk about like, did I want to take a career in California instead? Mm. But then there was the doubt of like, well, what do I do with my fiance? Like, does he want to go somewhere else? But, um, she likes him. He's pretty cool. He's pretty excellent. Um, but even like relationships are scary. Yeah. Like you want to talk about something that like is, you know what, you know, what's not realistic when you talk about relationships, what people say that like you get cold feet, Yeah. you know, and it's like a one and done, mm-hmm. but it's like, but it's not like relationships are always scary. Um, and I, and I definitely wouldn't say it's because like, I don't love, you know, my fiance. You guys love each other wonderfully. I think Taylor Swift's paper rings is you guys. (laughs) Um, and you know, like no relationship is perfect. No. Um, but like, even though like my fiance and I, Alex and I don't fight. Which is great. Which is great. Like we have conversations. We don't agree on everything by any means. We have some really serious conversations. We just, instead of fighting, we just tuck it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both get frustrated at each other sometimes, but once again, we just talk it through. Um, but we, but it's still scary. And especially for me, because like, that's another portion of my life where I've taken things very differently than what I think is normal nowadays. Yeah. Because my fiance and I, I only reason why I'm saying my fiance and I, instead of Alex is because I'm talking to Alex. So you both have the same name. Yeah. So it's like, I just don't want it to be confusing. <laughs> yep. I appreciate it. Um, so like my fiance and I decided that like, I, I didn't want to move in until after we were married. Like, I really kind of liked that old fashionedness of it. Yeah. Um, and that means like, I think about marriage and I'm like, this is going to be so exciting because like my life is actually going to change when I get married. It's going to be a whole like lot. For the first time in my life, I'm not going to be living with my mom and my brother. And for the first time in my life, I'm going to be living with the guy alone and, like, for the first time in my life, with Alex once specifically. And, like, to be honest, sometimes it's terrifying. Like, especially at my age. Like, I'm turning 28 Happy on Sunday. birthday. Thank you. I'm turning 28. Which, like, by the way, like, once again, when I talk about, like, college dorms, like, college yeah. dorms is people at 18 are, like, living in a dorm or living in an apartment near their campus. And, like, in my culture, that wasn't a thing. Right. So I'm 28 years old. I'm 10 years older than the, what is considered normal age to move out. Yeah. Whether or not that's happening nowadays for like various reasons, right? Like talk about a whole nother conversation that you could have like 16 podcasts about. <laughs> it's like the economy and like the potential of moving out. But like, yeah, like I'm, I'm a 28 year old just getting ready to like get married in six months and like completely turn my life upside down. Yeah be living on my own, you know, being married, like, what a huge responsibility. Right. Um, and then, like, also thinking about, like, you want to talk about something that gives me a panic attack. In a couple of years, I have to have the serious conversation of, like, are we ready to have kids? <laughs> panic attack. Um, and so, like, there's a, there's a lot of doubt and fear and, like, oh, my God, like, it's so much. Right. And sometimes it's like, this is going to be awesome. And sometimes it's like, oh, what am I doing? You've never told me this. I love it. 
Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Like, we're not over yet. I'm just like amazed. Like, yeah. Like I am not walking through this. Like, you know, like I've got everything figured out. Like I'm so grown up <laughs> and I'm still on top. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm a child. Can I live at home forever with my mom and my brother? I have to like live. I'm, you know, you know exactly what I feel like sometimes. Yeah. We were talking about friends earlier before we started the Friends, podcast. the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that means you've watched it all. No, but I, I know just of it. Have you, have you ever watched the episode where, um, Monica's about to get married and she's talking to her roommate about moving in with her fiance? Yeah, I think. So like a super quick recap, right? She's been, she's been (laughs) living with her roommate slash basically like best friend for like so many number of years. And it was, um, Rachel, right? Rachel, yeah. Yeah. Monica and Rachel have been living together for like a really long time now. And she's trying to tell her she needs to move out, so. Well, Rachel is getting ready to move out. Oh, okay. Um, and like as, and like to help them cope with Rachel moving out, they're fighting with each other, but they start to make up, right? And she's talking about like how great it's been living with Rachel. And like, this is like me, like, so like me living at home, especially as a 28 year old. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind, like, this is partially because like, I think a lot of young people nowadays it's harder to move out on your own like the society is not the same yeah but also in my culture in general mm-hmm. it, it's not normal for a girl like girls don't move out until they get married right. so me I've been living with my family my whole life and there are times where I'm like this is great like I love my brother I love my mom and there are times where I'm like oh like I want to be on my own because mm-hmm. I'm an adult so I'm having the same emotions as, as Monica there as like, get out of my house Rachel I hate you Aww. and then there's these moments, but there's this moment where I'm like oh but I love you and now I have to live with a boy, like, oh. and that's exactly, Monica has this moment where she's, like, talking about all the great things about Rachel, and all of a sudden, she's, like, you know, I'm gonna miss her so much, and she starts crying, and she's, like, now I have to live with a boy, mm-hmm. but she's an adult, yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm exactly, I'm Monica, yeah, sometimes, where I'm, like, oh my god, like, I have to be grown up, and I have to, like, live in my own house, like, there's not gonna be somebody, like, at home to take care of me, you know, yeah. I mean, Alex will take care of me, because he's yeah. excellent, yeah, um, and he's that kind of guy, but it's, it is scary, you know, being, being an adult is scary, and I, and I kind of wonder, like, when it's going to stop being scary, and I realize, to be perfectly honest, not to, like, this isn't meant to be depressing. (laughs) It isn't supposed to be scary either. (laughs) But, um, and it's not meant to be, like, necessarily scary, even though I'm saying, like, I'm so scared, um, because there's also exciting things about it, Yeah. but there's always going to be something that's going to be, like, scary you know, for me, right, like, buying Mm -hmm. a house was kind of, like, at first, you're, like, this is so much fun, like, you're looking at houses, and, like, you're talking about how you're gonna decorate the house, and all of a sudden, you're, like, holy crap, like, I'm, so I bought this house, and I was 27 when I bought it, right, and I'm buying a 30-year mortgage, meaning, like, when I'm almost 60, then I'm finally gonna pay off the house, yeah, like, talk about a freaking commitment, right, Mm -hmm. so, like, that's a little bit scary, but that's exciting, and you know what, that's easy to get out of, Right. I sell the house and I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to get married. And that's kind of scary because like, I really want this to work. Mm-hmm. But like, what, 50% divorce rate? Mm-hmm. And you're like, can I handle it? You know, are we going to make it? And I hope so. Yeah. You know, but you also like, I just, one of my really good friends I just found out is getting divorced. And I was like, whoa, like I did not see that coming. Right. Like they were such a great couple. I never saw any problems, like whatever. And so you're like, okay, so like getting married is kind of scary. Yeah. But then like, you know, if you, if you decide to have kids, maybe you don't and that's fine. 
people like you, if you decide to have kids, you, you know, you think, am I going to have kids? And that's kind of scary. And then you have kids and all of a sudden, like everything from there is just scary. (laughs) (laughs) Because now like, you know, you're, you're taking care of a whole nother person and all of their fears are your fears too. Right. Right. Um, and even past that, you know, then you start to look at your career and your future. And I'm sure you hit a point where you're like, you know, like, am I in the right path on my career? Yeah. Or like when you get to retirement, I'm sure like deciding to retire, like people talk about retirement, like it's this big, fabulous thing, but I'm sure it must be scary to be like, I'm going to stop working. Mm -hmm. Some people when they retire, even if they can support themselves off retirement, it's continue to work because they just, they can't retire. Yeah, like, which is fine. So, like, I don't know if it ever stops being scary. It's just, like, different types of scary. What was the question? Uh, the question was, did you doubt? And yeah. You, <laughs> so, yeah. You like, answered the question. Yeah. Oh, God, I really go off. No, I really bit. like this. I'm, I'm yeah, going like, to switch this into, like, two episodes. That's fine. Um, but like, yeah, I think, I think the thing is like, there's always going to be something to doubt and you just kind of have to push through it. You have to push through it. You have to see things through, you know, you have to see things through. Um, and it's almost the same as like, cause what, what is doubt really? Doubt is being uncomfortable. Right. Right. Like you're really, really uncomfortable with the situation. You're doubting it all, but uncomfortable is also in that moment that you grow. Like, it's so cliche, but I think it's so true. All the moments that I've been, like, most uncomfortable and, like, most nervous and most doubtful, if I pushed through those moments, those were the moments where I saw the biggest growth in myself. Just proof she's awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> how did you build the courage? To push through the doubt? <laughs> I, it was just a general question, but sure. Let's how focus did I on have, that. So how did I build courage? I think, I think, I think it really is pushing through the doubt. It's kind of forcing yourself. So, um, I would say like one of the, and sometimes, and you know what it is sometimes, sometimes you don't always have the courage. Yeah. Um, but you have to fake it till you make it. But, but you do do a little bit of faking it because like, for instance, a really good example for me is public speaking. Oh, yes. Um, everybody's afraid of public speaking. Right. And I actually would consider myself a really good public speaker. You are. But it doesn't mean I'm not still scared every time I go up to do it. Right. But, you know, you, you sit there and you think about, like, all the things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to remind yourself of the times it hasn't. Yeah. You know? Um, and, like, suddenly you know, as you're, you know, putting on your bravest face and you're trying mm-hmm. to be courageous, I guess, like, you know, what we're saying here, all of a sudden you're like, I've done this before and I can do this again. Um, and maybe you don't, you can't look at that exact example, right? Cause like, of course you've done public speaking before who hasn't, right. but maybe it's something else like finding the courage, you know, to, you know, even get married. Would you know, you or say you can else. use courage. Like if you've done one thing, you can use the courage then and it's a new scary thing you can be like okay I did this one thing mm-hmm. and because I did that one thing I can handle the next thing yeah or like it's even like that when like like another good example kind of like that is like starting a new job is always scary yeah 
Um, I have a, I have a really funny habit when it comes to new jobs, mm-hmm. which is like every single time I start a new job within the first week, I'm crying when I get home and I'm like, I was stuck at my job and I'm terrible. And, but like you, you, and like, it took somebody pointing it out to me, but they were like, do you realize you do this every time you get a new job? And like, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do. And then everything mm-hmm. turns out fine. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing here, right? Like you look at something really scary and like it is scaring the crap out of you like whatever it is yeah. but like if you take a moment like and maybe you need to take a moment and you need to breathe you know you need to center yourself and like kind of push out some of these extra scary thoughts and i bet you you could you could then think of something else and be like you know what used to scare me you know whatever that is and all of a sudden you're like hmm, that doesn't scare me anymore why like because i did like x y and z to get past it and now I'm good. So what is one thing you want someone to take away from this episode? I think the one thing I would say is, is take every opportunity that you can and whatever, like maybe that's in jobs, maybe that's in relationships, you know, maybe it's just like being the first to do something in a group, like take the opportunity like you would be surprised how often it doesn't matter that you didn't succeed. I love that. Okay, so the obstacle eliminator is Dorothy Steele. Uh, she started acting at 88 and she became a sensation for playing a merchant tribal elder in Black Panther at 92. I know <laughs> I kind of focused on her because like you she didn't really go with the grain she just didn't go with what society exactly wanted her from her and I like that she like started it late in life and it's like I'm going to get everything I want do it right so thank you for being on the show you're welcome every week the goal is to tell a story a point of view anything really that doesn't fit the status quo the so-called American dream, but someone's truth and reality. Mostly it'll be me, but hopefully I'll get some interviews in here. If you get anything out of this, please let it be to be kind. With vulnerability comes assholes, but so much love also. So try to lead with the love. Okay, real talk over.